Welcome to the LAPUX podcast, where we feature practical insights on how to lead with authenticity and courage in a changing world. This podcast is part of a growing collection of conversations with thought leaders in the corporate and nonprofit world who exemplify Christ-centered leadership. These thought leaders influence and contribute to meaningful professional development opportunities that seed our growing list of certificates and digital badges designed by our award-winning team who create world-class learning experiences that put humanity back into learning. Join us today in this journey to innovate and show the world what agile learning can be. Hello listeners and thank you for taking the time to listen in for this podcast episode of our series, Resilient Leaders in a Buka World. My name is John Reynolds, and joining me today from Nashville is Tammy Heim. Uh, Tammy is the president and CEO of Christian Leadership Alliance. Her professional career includes executive leadership experience in the technology, marketing, publish, and retail industries. Tammy has served as a partner in the A Group, brand development, executive vice president and chief publishing officer for Thomas Nelson Publishers, and has been the president of Borders Incorporated. Tammy, welcome. So good to have you with us. Oh, John, it's so great to spend this time with you. Thank you for having me. Sure. We probably need to say that we've spent several years together working in leadership, uh, working with leaders in Christian Leadership Alliance, and uh, uh, Tammy is just the absolute the right person to be with us today. So, uh, Tammy, just a bit of context. In the series, we're looking at VUCA leaders and uh, we really have a podcast on the V, which was visionary, the U, which is understood. And today we're going to focus on the C, which is courageous. And so that's going to be what we're going to be talking about. So you've read the blog piece on being a courageous leader in disruptive times. And in that particular blog, I quote a Harvard professor, Nancy Kuhn, who explains that a courageous leader is an individual who is capable of making themselves better and stronger when the stakes are high and circumstances turn against that person. So as we think about being courageous in pandemic times, okay, and when the stakes are high and the circumstances are really continually changing, uh, courage seems to be an increasingly important for leaders. Any thoughts on that? Well, uncertainty always demands a level of courage from leaders. And I think as leaders, we get in this mode of business as usual, and we have a pattern. And, and then all of a sudden, maybe it's business, maybe it's life. We have this unusual thing that happens and we're disrupted. It's confusing. It's unpredictable. And at that moment, people will always look to the leader to find clarity and direction and comfort or reassurance. And you know this to be true as leaders. We don't always have that 2020 vision in that moment of time when it happens. So we have to be a source for those things and be able to give them. And it requires a great level of courage. Yes, it's kind of ironic that we actually had the pandemic in 2020, right? Because that was the first time we had 2020 vision as, as leaders um, and moving forward with that. You know, you have so much experience. Can you think of a particular circumstance or experience where you actually saw courage coming through that made the difference between the successful that leader or not? Well, for me, again, I was always in highly disruptive industries, things that were always in change. So in my years in department stores, it was a season of merger and acquisition and consolidation. So while I say I served at Federated for 22 years, I basically worked for 21 different organizations in that time. 
I'm grateful that I had wise mentors that were so good and thoughtful about helping manage through those times and taught me a lot about what does it mean to go through changes and what it is to navigate uncertainty. I really feel that I was blessed in so many ways during that time. One of the things that I know to be true, and then we'll get to some of those examples, is that I had to learn to resist my intuitive wiring. Mm. So uncertainty seems to be the first thing to hit the fear button, right? I mean, we're always afraid of what we don't know. And God put into us this instinct that says, well, when there's danger, danger, we've got to fight it or we have to flee it. And both of those responses that are intuitively wired are absolutely the worst response for a leader in a time of uncertainty. So we have to come to grip with that emotional response. And then we have to say, well, what is the response? And the response is to embrace it. So that's kind of the first step of courage is to say, I know that it's different and I'm going to do that. I would say that what prompts the courage is also very, very important. And for me as a Christian leader, the courage comes from confidence and understanding that I am not in control of any of my situations. And even when I can't see something, God clearly sees it. And I would say through my retail years, and then when I moved into borders, and even in 2020 through Christian Leadership Alliance, there were always those times when I needed to lean in and just completely trust God. Like I could see in the future, Tammy, I'm here, but there's a fog that settles. And we live on a lake up here, Old Hickory Lake, north of Nashville. And sometimes when the fog comes in, I can't even see where the grass stops and the lake begins but I can see on the other side, the top of that house. And when I think about change, it's, do you have the courage to take the next step? And usually we can see the next step, but sometimes we have to be honest about, we don't know it all. So if our courageous act is based on our confidence and knowing who we are and whose we are in Christ, we can navigate it in a completely different way and probably more boldly than those that don't have that same kind of confidence or foundation. A great example. I mean, I, I can think of many times. I think in retail, there were a lot of things that happened that were bigger than myself, but for some reason, there were ways that you could still gain control. It wasn't until I got to borders that I really understood that we go from business as usual, crisis happens, and then there's pain, like terrible pain. And the pain is so great that you're forced to think the unthinkable. And through that, you have this tremendous breakthrough. And then you kind of reset your reality. And when I was at Borders, it just so happened we were going through the time of 9-11 and when we went to war. And it basically shut down the economy. And here I was leading a multi-billion dollar organization that had never experienced in its 30-some years a negative comp trend. Never. Now, we had done those contingency plans that say, well, what if we had a negative 2%? What levers would we hit? Well, when war was declared, we were starting to walk through that. I think America was paralyzed for a moment in time. We fell to a negative 5.7 comp. There were no levers. There was nothing. I mean, there was a board. I mean, what do you do when it's falling that fast? And this was just the second month in the new year. And the net income was $165 million negative, unprecedented. 
And it just so happened that we were getting ready to have our global conference where we would bring managers together from all around the world. The board was like, we can't do that. I mean, you know, they're like, we have to cut everything. But the one thing that I knew for certain was that we had already sunk $400,000 into that meeting. So I guess we could have walked away and just said, all right, well, that's goodbye. And I knew that it would probably take that much and a little more to hold the meeting. But back in my department store days, I had a mentor that said, you know what, when things are bad, we just need to hold hands and stick together. So I pushed against something that did not make sense and said, we've got to have that meeting. I did not know what I was going to say at that meeting, but I knew that we needed to be together. And then God assembled. I mean, I just went to God in prayer. I'm like, I don't know, but I know this is the right thing to do. So I'm going to take a stand for it. And we brought everyone together. And then the Lord brought speakers like Jim Collins. Okay. So this is right in that era of good to great. We had Michael Abersham who said, it's not my ship. And it was the one like he had this miraculous transformation of the ship. And then we had the astronaut that was with the Russian agronaut and they, you know, had their space vehicle blow up. And what was it like? And so we were having these epic stories of people that were facing great challenges. And in that moment, it was the recognition that we don't understand this. And so the first time I've ever had the opportunity to have a moment of silence and prayer as a community, like holding hands together. And then we talked about the things that we could control, the difference we could make. So we couldn't see all the way, but we could see the next step. And there were initiatives that would empower people to do things. We were booksellers. And it just so happened that I got a copy of a book called The Da Vinci Code. And I read it and it was like a great read. Short chapters, really suspenseful, lots of twists and turns. And I asked the publisher if I could have enough of them to send to all of my general managers. And that was their assignment to read it. And then when they got to the conference, they were going to bid on how many they thought they could sell. It was this, well, there's not a lot of people coming into the stores, but if we could just sell that one book, they went crazy. I mean, they bidded epic proportions, orders that we had never placed in a time when we were thinking about how to reduce inventory. Within a month of that, of course, smart publishers got our order and said, well, you need to be ordering that much and look what Borders is doing. And before you know it, they had something to say when people came into the store, we were able to clean up our stores. We re-engineered the stores. We controlled what we could because we knew that one day the customer would come back. And Jim Collins said something very significant. Someone asked him, well, who's going to survive this, Jim? What's the good to great? Who's going to survive this? And he said, the ones that are not paralyzed, but they have the courage to do something different in this time so that when people come back, they'll discover something better than it was before whatever happened, happened. And so the managers committed themselves. After that conference, you know, we sold over a million copies of that book. And it just started a momentum and the stores got cleaned up and there were things that were happening. And the long and short of that is there were other things that were VUCA and uncertain in my life. But having the courage to have the meeting, to bring everyone together, to give them something that they could touch that next step right now today, we ended that fiscal year with the, the most revenue that we had ever generated in the history of the organization. It was the most profitable year in the history of the organization and the stock ended up at a five-year high. And it's not something for me to take glory, but I think in that time, I was in desperate dependence 
on God to lead because I couldn't see it and I didn't know it. So the first step of faith was have the meeting. And then the second one was, well, what do we do? And a lot of that goes back to how we partner with God. If you go through scripture, it's hard to find a time where God called someone to do something or instructed someone to do something where there wasn't an act of faith, right? I go back to, to Lazarus and his death. Jesus knew it, he came, it was late. I still think it would have been epic if Jesus would have raised his hands and the, the boulder would have shook and the, the would have rolled away and then Lazarus came out, but he didn't. He said, roll away the stone. Now, certainly he could, Jesus could have made that happen, but that's what they could do. And if you remember, they were like, hey, wow, wait a minute. He's been gone for a while. This is not gonna be pleasant. This is gonna be hard to do. But they did it. They obeyed, really not even knowing what was going to come next. And then Jesus brought him forth. And as you go through scriptures, I have yet to find someone that didn't have to do something. And that's the confidence builder. I mean, I think that's why Abraham got to a point of being fully convinced that the promises of God were true and that he would do what he said, because it was building up this godly confidence that would give all of those characters in the Bible and us today the courage to say, I don't know what it all is, but I'm going to be obedient and take the next step. So that lesson set up for even more courage when I went through an international adoption and even more courage in 2020 with what we faced at Christian Leadership Alliance. And I feel like every experience is never wasted and God uses it. And then it's just preparing us. I always say, oh my, is this really preparing me for something more? But sometimes it is. And he's perfecting us. He's maturing us. He's completing a work in us. That's an amazing story and so many facets, both personal courage and courage as a leader, certainly courage to um, still make that meeting happen and obviously have good results, right? It's always nice to have a success story um, with courage. It, let's focus, Tammy, just a little bit on the leader, the leader themselves. And one of the things we position a courageous leader as being and what it means to be authentic as a leader, um, how a leader is always a, a teacher learner. Uh, but courageous leaders today are tending to be more vulnerable, um, more discerning, uh, more disciplined. They're obviously having to network a lot more. Do any of these attributes um, stand out more than others for you as you engage with Christian leaders? Well, I think all of them are essential and all of them are present, John. What really struck out to me is vulnerability, because vulnerability is the courage to say, I don't know. And then with that vulnerability, it goes immediately to humility. And I think that's so important. I think people are okay if they look to a leader in a time of uncertainty and the leader says, I don't know it all, but this is what happens next. And they demonstrate that trust. It's like, what is your demeanor when you say that? Well, I'm vulnerable. I'm going to tell you this is where we are. And that's also transparent. But that humility is important. And I think the combination having godly confidence and humility, those are the things that, that step out. And that confidence and that courage also comes from that point of discernment. So I like that that's a part of it. The pain in that is that sometimes discernment requires waiting. You know, we always go back to that classic scripture in 1 James, count it pure joy, my brother, right? When we face trials of many kinds. And it's interesting that in different translations, in some, they'll say it's patience that has to do its work in you. 
Now, patience is hard when you don't know what's happening and you feel compelled to act because you have to wait on God. Then some translations say perseverance. And that's a pushing. That's kind of that grit of going through something. And then other translations say endurance. And that means it's going to be a long run. So tie up your shoes, get ready. It's going to take a lot to get through it. And so in that discernment, understanding, is it a season of waiting? Is it a season of persevering? Is it a season of endurance is so essential because you're understanding God's expectation and preparing for the work that he's going to do in you, as well as where he's called you to lead. That's just some profound statements. There. I'd love to unpack all of them. Just do one last question. You work with a lot of leaders and especially emerging leaders in your work with Christian Leadership Alliance. If there was one piece of advice you'd give in terms of courage in these times in the future as a developer of leaders, a resource giver for leaders, what might that look like? Well, it's interesting, John. Thanks to you, we just completed that research with the Zusa Pacific University on what's essential for a Christian leader thriving. And thriving is often described as standing courageous in the middle of whatever the situation is. And so for young leaders, I think it's the daily heart check and it's the essential disciplines. I mean, again, if Jesus needed to take time to be away with with the father, to have perspective, to get the guidance that he needed to lead well, we need to cultivate and develop those disciplines early. And what I found so fascinating about the research we did, you know, you're talking about emerging leaders, but that element of thriving was true based on any generation. It was true based on gender. It was true based on ethnicity. It's this idea of having those Christian disciplines practiced, then you're ready to move and face those uncertainties better. That really is going to be a critical element and attribute for all leaders and moving forward. Well, Tammy, let me thank you um, for being with us in this episode. We have one more to finish, Vuka, and that'll be in agility. And uh, we'll be um, drawing another guest. And so thank you to our listeners for listening in. Um, if you want to know more about Tammy and Christian Leadership Alliance, um, the URL is christianleadershipalliance.org. And feel free to go there for uh, resources. But Again, Tammy, thank you so much for joining us in the series Resilience in a VUCA World. Thank you again. Thanks, John. Thank you for listening to this episode of the LAPUX podcast. We sincerely hope you enjoyed learning something new today and you have at least one takeaway to use immediately in your professional life. If you did, please take a few seconds to review us on Apple Podcasts or whatever you're listening to. We value your feedback so highly because we are doing this for you. Please also subscribe to this podcast where we will be providing you with leadership training and resources as we hear from Christian leaders from all over the world. Connect with us on social media so we can journey by learning together. All of our channels are listed in the show description. Before you go, we want to invite you to visit x.lapu.edu to see the courses that we've created for you. Check back often as we are always developing new offerings. That's it for this episode. Thank you for tuning in. And remember, we're here to help you become a better you. So check out x.lapu.edu.